You're listening to Lifeline Podcast. This is part one of a series titled Access Denied by Adrian Franklin. Romans chapter 5, I want to look here at verses 1 through 6, share with you what the Lord has laid on my heart for tonight, what I believe He would have me speak. Romans chapter 5, going to begin with verse 1. If you have it, shout Amen. Amen. It reads like this. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. I want to preach tonight on this thought, access denied. There's a lot of things that you go on throughout your week, and there's just sometimes, especially, I don't know if it's being a preacher or what it is, but uh, especially as a child of God, too, there's some things that'll come along and it'll just strike your spirit um, that might just be in the natural in one sense, but then sometimes it'll strike your spirit and say, hey, there's something to that, and it'll just resonate within you. And uh, there was a certain situation that I was working on online, and all of a sudden this word came up, these two words, access denied. And uh, then I had checked out of my phone and hadn't thought nothing else about it. Then I went back to my phone and it was still up there as a sub window and another window that I had opened there. And it still set it up there, access tonight. And it kept staying in my spirit. And I was like, okay, God, what are you trying to speak? What are you trying to say? And I started digging into the word and saw some things and began to think of some things. And I thought, you know, there's nothing worse than coming to a door thinking that you're going to open it and get what you need out of there and find that door's locked. Nothing worse than coming to a door and that door's locked, knowing that you need to get in there, knowing good and well what you need is just on the other side of the door, but you can't get to it. Yeah, you have a being a door that maybe you've been waiting on, maybe a door you've been praying for, maybe you just need to get your keys out of the house that you locked in there. <laughs> Anybody ever been there? My family knows, bless their hearts, the trips they've had to take to my house. Lock them keys in there, nothing worse. You try every door hoping you left one unlocked, hoping a window's unlocked, hoping anything will be unlocked just so you can get in there. Or even if you lock your keys in the car, that's even more embarrassing. Yeah, I try to hide, you know, when I've locked my keys in my house or whatever, but uh, it's sort of hard when you're out in public and you try to get to a place and you've locked your keys in your car and then you can't know where to go and you're trying to call somebody and then they got to make this big old scene and three people can't get out because the big truck was coming in and try to help you to get your car keys out of the car. Anyhow, all kinds of different things that we could talk about and analogies that you can go when you've done everything that you can, tried every door, tried every key that you have, but it's not working. Picking the lock and it can't be picked and tried a card and it can't be picked. You tried everything and you find access denied. You have a very important message in your email or messenger. Maybe it's an important offer that you're waiting on. You go to log in and you can't remember your password if that ain't the worst. They come up, access denied. You can't get through. Try a second time. Try a third time. Now access denied and your account's locked. Oh, that's frustrating. You press forgot password because you got to have 17 passwords for everything and one requires a special character and another one don't. This one requires this and this one requires that. And I about forgot them 17 times already. 
I can't remember what I did for what. I'm, I'm working on it, though. Every time I forgot one, I'm changing it to, some, to the same thing. <laughs> Trying to, anyway. But by the time I do that, they say I can't use that either. It's always something. But you press that forgot password. They ask you for your username. You can't remember your username either. <laughs> press forgot username. They ask you for the answer a security question that you set up, but you can't remember to the answers that you gave them. Anybody been there? I'm glad I'm not the only one tonight. <laughs> then they ask, some of them will ask for an account number, like you really have that handy. Oh, yeah, I have that account number right here. And you don't have that either. So then you're just locked out altogether, and then you try to call somebody, and then you're on the phone for God knows how long. Access denied. In these situations, we know what to do, but we have the wrong keys, the wrong tools, the wrong passwords, the wrong answers, and the access has been denied. As I said, there's nothing worse than standing at a closed door knowing exactly what you need is just on the other side of the door. Nothing worse than looking at that login page knowing that all you need is the right password. Might be one letter off. Might be one character off. But it's denied because it's the wrong password. So the question is, how do I regain access to what I need? How long do we keep trying the wrong things before we find the right thing? How long do we continue going trying to do the same old thing using the same old key, using the same old password, hoping for a different result? How many times do we say, well, maybe I got just one letter wrong. If I can just make sure I press the shift down really good and make sure it's capital, put all cap locks on, try to do everything that I can, and it still is not working. How long do we go? And I want to look at this in the spiritual realm tonight because we got a lot of people using the wrong tools, the wrong password, and expecting a different result. We got people that are using the wrong things, trying to get a move of God, trying to use the wrong things that will not work in the kingdom of God trying to get the same answer there's some people here tonight you have found yourself at a closed door that is locked and you can't get on the other side of it you know what you need is right on the other side you know the answer is just on the other side you know if you can just get the right thing but I want to let you know today it's not through your resources it's not through what you can do on your own today but you got to have the right word and it comes from the word of the living God you got to have the right password and that comes to going to only one way to the Father and his name is Jesus Christ. You've got to have the right things to come together in order for you to get on the other side of this door. To get on the other side of this battle. Many go through nothing more than emotions of Christianity and they wonder why they find themselves stuck in the same ball of emotions. Up one week can praise the Lord but then the next week you can't praise the Lord. Up one week and everything's alright. The next week everything's going apart on you. One day everything's okay then the next day everything you're all like hey, an emotional roller coaster that keeps you up and down because you're depending upon emotions and you're trying to use emotions to get you through. You're trying to use emotions to unlock the door. You're trying to use emotions, the shout and the dance and the worship and the crying to get where you need to be. But if all you rely on is emotions in church, then all you're going to rely on is emotions outside of church. Somebody help me. I know Pentecostals don't want to hear that tonight. The shout is the evidence, and that's what some of us need to figure out. We want to shout, we want to dance, but we don't want to hear the word. We want to shout, we want to dance, but we don't want to come to Bible study. We want to shout, we want to dance, but we don't want to hear the word of God, and we want to get on our phones in the middle of worship and in the middle of the word. I'm telling you, we got to get off of emotions and realize when we shout and we dance, that should be a testimony that I've received what thus saith the Lord. When you see me shouting and dancing, that should be a testimony that what I've been through, I got through. 
Hallelujah. Glory to God. We got to quit just going by emotions. Some get hooked on the worship and the singing and nothing more. Then they wonder why they can't stand through the fiery trials of life. Some use God as a side job just to get a little extra motivation to get through the day. Let me just get enough to encourage me a little bit. Let me just get enough to get me through the week a little bit. Nothing more than a side job that you do just to pay the rest of your bills or have a little extra money for you to do a hobby on. Help me, Holy Ghost. I've seen enough of that, and it's going on all throughout the land in America today. That church on Sunday is just a little bit of extra time we give in uh, just so we can feel good about ourselves and just so we can be lifted up. Uh, oh, there's councils uh, that have gotten into a place uh, to where they're even saying, we don't want to be preached on this, and we don't want to preached on that, and we want to be uplifted. We want to be encouraged. Uh, I'm telling you, we've got to hear the word of the Lord. Uh, God is not just another side job. Uh, the word of God's not just another book you put on the shelf to pick up uh, when you want to be encouraged this word is alive our savior is alive he is to be exceeded above all other things he is to be put first and foremost in our lives or everything else in our lives will fall into shambles the bible says but seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you until you put him first everything else is going to fall until you get him first your finances will be in shambles until you get him first the family will be in shambles until you get him first you will not find everything else to fall in line in your life look at your neighbor and say he's got to be first he's got to be first as long as we continue going through the motions of Christianity as long as we go through the motions of a few songs and a sermon and go home as long as we go through the motions of a little hallelujah and a little praise the Lord and we never take time to dig into his presence and to dig into his word you'll continue to get so far and hear these words access denied you'll continue to get so far because them emotions can keep you up for a while but they'll let you down just as quick yep the shout and the dance and the worship songs they'll get you up and they'll get you going they only get you so far. Depending on that one person to pray for you and to lift you up, yes, it'll get you so far. But eventually you're going to keep going through this vicious cycle of hearing these two words, access denied. You're going to continue going through this cycle of being up one minute and down the next. You're going to continue going through a cycle to where nothing seems to be working out. You'll continue to go through the cycle good for a little bit, bad for a little bit. But the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 5 what we can do when we find ourselves in a place where we feel like the access has been denied. When we feel like we've got a closed, locked door, we find the answer, and I find it to be very simple. You know God's Word is very simple. We try to complicate it, but it's very simple. If we will just simply take God, we are complicated, not God. We got crazy minds, and I'll be the first one to say amen to that one. Amen. I'll analyze it down to the every bit of little thing. And the next thing, I made it more complicated than what it really is. It's really simple if we could just be that simplistic. If we could get down to the being this simple, we can hear what God has to say. And we can quit looking at access denied and see the Lord say access granted. If we'll simply obey his word, we can get past having closed doors. And we can start walking through open doors. I feel the Holy Ghost. Oh, if we would simply do what he said, we wouldn't have to look at people in wheelchairs anymore. we begin to see them run. If we simply do what he said, we wouldn't see blinded eyes much more. we begin 
to see those blinded eyes open. If we'd simply do what he said, we wouldn't have to keep looking at cancer and coronavirus anymore. Although we begin to see it healed by the power of the anointing of the Holy Ghost, I'm telling you, if we will simply do what he said, we'll begin seeing access granted all around us. Romans chapter 5 and verse 1. We find where it tells us in the word. Therefore being justified by faith. Enough right there. Number one, you must be justified by faith. If you want to get past the wall, you want to get past the barrier, you want to get past the place of the brick wall that you feel like you can't get around and you feel like it keeps coming up on you every time, you must be justified by faith. In other words, you must be set free and delivered. I believe majority of us in here tonight as I look around are saved to the uttermost. You know what it is to be cleansed by his blood. You know what it is to be purchased by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. You know what it is to be saved and have that clean feeling on the inside. Knowing that everything's alright between me and my Savior. I know I'm going to heaven and there's no doubt about it. But I want to let you know today. It's through that very faith that we must continue on. The fact that we've been justified by faith. Been set free and been delivered. Been made righteous through faith. Hallelujah. Some people want to look down on sinners. and look down on different ones. And they want to say well they got to get this high before they can reach a place of faith in God. No, 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 no. The fact the very moment that they cry out to God is very faith arising within their soul that says there's nothing in this world that I want. Give me Jesus. Hallelujah. Faith arises in the moment that you realize I am weak but he is strong. Faith arises at the very moment that you realize I am sinful but he is holy. I am done and without righteousness but he is holy and with all righteousness in his hand. I want to tell you today it is the way that we find victory being justified by faith. Hallelujah. Justified by faith. Set free and delivered by faith. That's where we start our walk out at. Faith is your first step. So don't leave it on your second step. Faith is our first step that takes it. We got to stay in the place of being justified by faith. I don't know about you, but I find it to be a daily walk. I don't know about you, but I find it to be a daily thing where I say, Lord, set me free all over again. God, deliver my mind all over again. God, clean me up all over again. God, keep me there at the place where I know that you are my God and that you are my Savior. Lord, don't let me forget what you've done for me at Calvary. Don't let me forget the blood that you shed so that I can be delivered and set free. God, don't let me forget what you've done for me so that I can live in freedom and no longer in bondage. Hallelujah. We got too many Christians that live in bondage because they stop living by faith. Do you hear me? We got too many people that are living in bondage. They call themselves Christians and they're in bondage because they stop living by faith feel that justified feeling anymore. They no longer feel that delivered feeling anymore. They no longer feel that freedom feeling anymore. And there's some, and the enemy plays on this and works on this, and I just talked to somebody the other day about it. He wants to make us feel like we can never be victorious in Jesus Christ. He wants us to walk around tiptoeing as Christians. Let me walk the line and just make sure, because I don't want to make the devil mad. 
and I, and I don't want to do the unforgivable sin and, and I, I don't want to do that and I don't want to do that and oh let me stay over here because I know Satan might hear oh I better pray quietly and not say anything because he might hear me pray and it, it, some may laugh at that but it's true and there's people that get, live in this spirit of fear that is not living justified by faith. That is not living free as a Christian. If you have to tiptoe around the devil, you're walking in the wrong walk of faith. You're walking in the wrong walk because that's not the walk of a child of God. I'm telling you, when he justified me, I don't have to tiptoe around hell. I don't have to tiptoe around his little demons. I don't have to tiptoe around depression. I don't have to tiptoe around anxiety. I don't have to sit back and worry if he's going to hear me pray. Devil, I hope you hear me pray because what's it? gets to the throne room of God I know everything is going to be alright hallelujah I've been justified from the sin I've been justified from the bondage I refuse to tiptoe around it any longer I made my decision and I'm going with Jesus all the way hallelujah you don't have to live in fear of Satan and his demons let him hear you pray. That's what makes him nervous. The louder you get, the more nervous he gets. As long as you keep quiet, the more power you've given him. As long as you keep trying to pray and getting to where he can't hear, that's the more power you're giving him. You don't have to live in fear. You do not have to walk around trying to tiptoe around Satan. Take your stand and know that you've been delivered by the hand of God. Know that you've been delivered. That when he paid the price on Calvary, that was the end of that situation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. You don't want that life anymore. You're not in that life anymore. And you don't have to walk in that life any longer. Walk in deliverance. Walk in freedom. Walk in the foundation of Jesus Christ. Knowing that the chains have been lifted and now you can walk in victory hallelujah hallelujah there's things that go around in the church world that has people bowing down in an altar and we need to bow down don't get me wrong but we shouldn't have to be in a place of being so beat down that we don't realize who we are in Christ kneel down at that altar get to where you need to get with God there's nothing wrong with that but there ought to be a growing in your prayer life. You shouldn't have to be going to a place of asking for forgiveness or sin and having to pray through every time you go to the altar. The next time you go, you ought to be praying through something else. You ought to be praying through the next thing to get you to the next level. There ought to be a growth in your spirit. Don't you let the enemy get you so down to make you feel like you're a nobody, that you're a loser, that you're the scum on the bottom of somebody's shoe. Put the devil in his place. Tell him he's a liar and he has no authority over your life. He has no authority over your mind. He has no authority over your spirit. Take your place on the battlefield of God and declare for God I'll live and for God I'll Somebody give him praise in this house tonight. Glory, glory, glory. You got to be justified by faith. Continue to stay justified. Continue to stay delivered because the enemy will try to pile things on your life, pile things in your mind, trying to get you so confused and trying to get you so rattled. Stay delivered. Stay justified. Stay free by the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Once you get free, you got to stay free. 
That's called sanctification. Hallelujah. Got to stay delivered. Got to continue to press through. And if you fall down, get back up. Woo. Corey, that stuck with me ever since you preached it. Amen. I'm not saying I won't fall. But when I'm anointed, it'll be hard for me not to get back up. Hallelujah. I'm going to get back up if it's the last thing I do. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm a competitive person when it comes to sports or games. I do not like to lose. And I don't like to lose in this walk with Christ either. Hallelujah. When the devil gets me down in spirit, I might stay there for a minute and I might pity and I might cry and I might whine. But you best believe I'm getting my rear end back up. I'm going to get back on the battlefield and I'm going to let the devil know you should have killed me then because what you did is just taking me to another level. You should have took me out then because where I'm going, what you did to me is only going to be a testimony of the goodness of God and the glory of his presence. I'm telling you, God has a plan and he has a way. When you get down, get back up and declare the name of the Lord to be glorified. Somebody praise him in this house. Anybody justified by faith tonight, just give a wave offering unto the Lord. If you've been justified, if you've been delivered and set free, give him praise in this place. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I've been justified by faith and it's through that same faith that I gain access to the place the enemy's trying to keep me out of. It's the same faith that delivered me. The same faith that set me free that gives me access to go where I need to go in God. Verse 2 says, look at verse 1. Being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's everything I just preached about that gives us peace. By whom also? By this Jesus Christ we have access by, somebody say faith. Into this grace wherein we stand, hallelujah, and rejoice in hope of the glory of God, hallelujah. I'm telling you, we gain access by the very same faith that we reached out and touched Jesus and received him as our Savior. The same faith that we use to stay delivered and stay set free is the same faith that we use to gain access into the place where the enemy has tried to lock the door on us. I'm telling you, if we're not careful... We can be our worst enemy. I'm my worst enemy when I walk out the door before checking my pocket or checking my hand to make sure I have my keys. I'm my worst enemy once I get out there and now I'm locked and it's cold or it's hot. And it's usually one or the other. I never get a nice spring or fall day. It's got to be hot as Hades, cold as ever. So anyhow, you're your worst enemy once you get outside and you lift your keys there and I'm afraid we got too many that walk out the door and they leave their faith behind. And let me just talk about this house for a minute because this is where it relates real well. We receive what we need right here. We get what we need right here. Anybody ever felt the best you ever felt has been sometimes I've been right here in this house. Being in a service somewhere, being in my prayer closet in the presence, wherever God's presence was, I can tell you that's the best place I've ever felt. Being drunk in the Holy Ghost, my Lord, there's no better feeling than being lost in His presence. Lost in, We get what we need right here. We receive the Word. We receive the presence of God. We get everything we need to be built up. But then a lot of us, for whatever reason, walk out and leave our keys behind. Walk out and leave our keys in the house. And we try to get back to this place every week. And God knows we need it. 
But a lot of us walk right out of there, out of here, without what we got in here. We leave it in here and walk out there without any power. We walk in here with the power to shout and to dance and to speak in tongues. And we walk out of there with no power to pray and rebuke and plead the blood of Jesus. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, if you want access to the place that God has called you to, you are going to have to use the same faith, the same power, the same anointing that you felt when you first got saved. The same ambition has got to be there. And that's what's wrong with a lot of Christians is they have accept, accepted to sit on a church pew and just ride it till Jesus comes and gets them. And they live a defeated life like that. Because they don't take time to receive. They don't take time to take it to heart and to use that thing against the enemy. I want to tell you today, God wants you to have access by faith. I've told this before, but it relates too well to here. I've got to tell it. I was praying, going down the road in my car, just giving God my grocery list. If any of you have heard this, I was just telling him everything that I needed, but I was thinking about everything else that I needed to do. I was just going down the list. Lord, I need, you know, I need this. And God, you know what's going on here. And God, we give this situation to you. And in my mind, I'm thinking, I got to go to Walmart. I got to do this today. I got to do this tomorrow. And God stopped me in my tracks. He said, when are you going to stop praying to me in the natural? And start believing I can do it in the spiritual. It shook me because here I was, Sister Dugan, praying like I thought I ought to have been praying. But the whole time I was distracted. As we talked about last week. The whole time I was praying, but that prayer was not getting anywhere with God. These lay me down to sleep prayers or these one minute prayers, which is the average prayer of a Christian in the U.S. Is not getting anywhere if there's no faith behind it. Prayer is the key, but faith unlocks the door. Somebody better hear me in this place. If you want to get a prayer through to heaven, if you want access granted, if you want open doors and open heavens over your life, you're going to have to put some faith behind that prayer life. Oh, help me, Lord. You don't have to holler. Just because the louder you holler don't mean the stronger prayer life you have. Even though I like to holler when I pray, it makes me feel good sometimes. One of the strongest praying people in this house sits right over there named Sister Gilly. You won't hear her holler much unless Pastor Gilly makes her upset. <laughs> or one of us get on her nerves. But even then, it's a little holler. It's not much to it. <laughs> she keeps us in line around there. She don't have to holler too loud. If we hear her, we know we better get under line. Amen. Get in, in gear. She talk about a powerful prayer line. She's got it. I know I can go to her for prayer requests. I know I can go to her and she's going to call out to God on my behalf. I know something's going on. She's the one that's praying in our family. She's the one lifting that need up to the Lord. Amen. Even though she's quiet, you don't hear much out of her. There's a strong prayer warrior inside of there. I want to tell you, it's not about how loud you pray. It's not about how far you jump or how high you run or whatever else that you do. It's all about faith behind that prayer. Simply believe that what you're praying is going to reach heaven's throne. Simply believe that what I'm praying, when it leaves my mouth, it's in the hands of Almighty God. When I pray, I will pray fervently, believing God to make a way where there seems to be no way. When I pray, I am believing that doors are being shut that need to be shut in my life but the doors are being opened for me to walk through by the power the anointing of the Holy Ghost you must pray with faith and believe in God to move the mountains that stand before you look at somebody and tell them it's through faith we gain access 
by faith. The same faith that saved me. The same faith that sanctifies me. The same faith that fills me with the Holy Ghost is the same faith we must keep pressing forward with. Somebody shout amen. Then, once you get that across, you've now got to step into a lifestyle of faith. And this is where many don't get they never step into the lifestyle of faith. Notice verse 3 in chapter 5. It says, and not only so, but we glory in tribulations. Boy, you got to have some faith to celebrate tribulations. you got to have some faith to shout whenever things going wrong. Oh, you got to shout. you got to have faith in order to shout and to praise God in the midst of the fiery trials of your life. But this is what happens when you step into a lifestyle of faith. You now celebrate the tribulation because of these things. Look what it said. I celebrate. I glory in tribulations because knowing my tribulation is working patience. Woo. My tribulations bring forth patience. Don't ever ask for patience, and that's why right there. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. <laughs> Don't ever pray for patience, because tribulations will come. Glory to God. But if you have a strong faith, those tribulations you will glory in and say, God, I praise you anyhow. Anyhow. Hallelujah. I'll never forget seeing some people come through here and declaring the name of Jesus to be glorified, even in the worst pain of their life. Never forget some walking through here knowing how in the world can they keep on praising? How in the world can they keep on glorifying? I found out it's because they had a lifestyle of faith that said no matter what may come my way, I'll lift my voice and say hallelujah anyhow. I'm going to praise him through the good times when I praise him in the worst of times. Eventually you get to a place that you say alright now that I walk into a lifestyle of faith if tribulations come it's given me endurance to keep praising on. If troubles come, it's given me endurance to say in the midst of it all, God will still be glorified. I can celebrate through the fire because I know who's with me in the fire. I can celebrate against the giants because I know the God who's fighting my giants. I can celebrate in the lion's den because I know the angels that are with me in the lion's den. I can celebrate in a financial struggle because I know who my provider is. I can praise him in a family trouble because I know a God who works all things together for good. I can praise him and live a lifestyle of faith through tribulation because I know it's going to bring forth patience. It's going to bring forth endurance. It's going to bring forth a place to where now I can continue to press on. After this trial, I'm just going to be a little bit stronger. After this sickness, I'm just going to be a little more healed. After this tribulation that I'm going through, I'm going to find God to be closer than ever. And then the next trial that comes along, I'll have even more patience and endurance to keep pressing forward no matter what. Somebody shout amen. amen. Hallelujah. And then it said patience brings forth or patience brings forth experience. Wow. So not only does tribulation bring forth patience, endurance, but now patience brings forth experience. In other words, it brings forth character. In other words, it brings forth a reputation. In other words, it brings forth a testimony. And that's what's wrong with a lot of people today is they're not patient. They never see the open window of heaven over their life because they won't be patient. 
They run to the first thing that comes available to them. They run to the first person who shows them attention. They run to the first thing that makes them feel good. Rather than tearing and waiting in the presence of God. Enduring hardship. Enduring the struggle. Staying patient and waiting on the Lord. For they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. That's what I'm talking about. Patience brings forth experience. And that's what's wrong with a lot of people that you find hopping from church to church and place to place. They never stay long enough to get grounded into experience. What God can really do. So anytime they get upset or they get frustrated, they just hop somewhere else. Oh, help me, Lord. And we got people that just go from one thing to another, one thing to the next thing, one thing to this thing, to this thing, to that thing, and they never wait and tarry to see if God's going to work this thing out. They never wait on the Lord and let Him move in the situation. Rather, we take authority over it, and we try to take action, and we make a mess of it. And we're still hopeless. We still feel useless. We still feel no point in life, and we still hear those words, access denied. Why? Because we're not patient enough to experience but I want to tell you we got some saints in this house we got some young people in this house who have tarried over this last year who have tarried over the last few years and they have said you know what I've been up and I've been down but God's been faithful and I have found if I will wait on him he'll provide who I need in my life he'll provide what I need in my life I have found if I wait just a little while longer God will show forth his glory for if I'll be faithful over a few things he will make me ruler over many. I want to tell you today, if you will simply wait upon the Lord, have faith in Him, trust in Him, try Him and see if He won't do what He said. Somebody raise your hands and try Him right now. There's some people that are going through some things and God says, I'm going to give you faith. I'm going to give you hope. If you'll just hold on a little while longer. Peace, Almighty God, that passes all understanding. Strength, Almighty God, that only comes from you. Help, Almighty God, that only comes from the hand of God. Patience brings forth experience. So then I can be like David. And once I come against that big old Goliath, I can tell King Saul the same God that delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. My patience brings forth experience that when I step into the hardest place of my life, I can declare God to be glorified and everything's going to be all right because I know, I know what he's done. I know what he's doing, and I know what he promised me he's going to do. He promised then, and he came through. He's promised now, and he's coming through. He promised my tomorrow, and I know, I know, I know he's going to come through on my behalf. And then experience brings forth hope. Hallelujah. Hope. Look at what it says. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Woo, you see the whole trinity listed here between 1 through 6. Justified by faith, have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Skip down to 5 where we find hope where the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Spirit here that gives me hope to know everything's going to be all right. It's the hope that I have to know that through my experience, my tomorrow's going to be okay. My experience from yesterday gives me hope to hold on that today will take me to my tomorrow and that my tomorrow.
need to go. It's my experience that gives me hope where the Holy Ghost comes down because I praise God for what he's done. The Lord inhabits the praises through the power of the Holy Ghost, enriches our faith, lifts us up, and tells us he's still got a hope, he's still got a plan, and he's still making a way. Hallelujah. I have hope in Jesus Christ. I have hope in my heavenly father because of what I've been through. Because of my tribulation bringing forth patience. And because my patience has brought forth experience. And my experience has now brought forth hope, assurance, confidence. And I know, I know, I know. This thing is real. I know Pentecost is real. I know Jesus is real. I know my Lord is real. I know heaven is real and it's awaiting for me. You can sit back. As Pastor brought it out so beautifully this morning. You could sit back and say, I just ain't good enough to make it to heaven. And you'll continue to hear the words access denied. But as Pastor said, there's no reason. It is unnecessary for anybody to go to hell. It's unnecessary for anybody to not make it to heaven. It's unnecessary for you to stay here when you had a way paid for you to make it to the glory of Almighty God that he has prepared for us. I don't know about you today. This world seems hopeless, but I still have hope for a land that's better. I still have hope that there's still another day coming where every tear that we cry will cry no more. That every pain that we've had to feel will fear no more. Every surgery that you've had to have you'll have no more no more cancer no more dying no more sickness no more pain no more coronavirus no more death I still have hope that there is a promise on the other side somebody shout amen Woo. go to Hebrews chapter 11 sister Lee and I think I'm gonna go there anyhow what a passage that we have right here that tells us and they call it the faith hall of fame where we find so many people Led by faith through the power of Christ. I love that now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith gives me the substance. Faith gives me the very thing that I need that what I'm hoping for is going to take place. Woo! It gives me the very hope and the desire that I need to get from this destination to my next destination. And it's the evidence of things not seen. I brought this out many times because if you look at Webster and you look up the word faith in his dictionary, he'll say it's a belief in something that cannot be seen. Well, the Lord already called Webster out before Webster could even think of it in his mind. He said, faith is the evidence of what you can't even see. They say it's something based not on proof. Jesus says it is your proof. I feel God helping somebody in here. Quit saying God's not doing anything. It's your faith that brings forth the proof for him to do everything that needs to be done in your life. It's your faith that brings forth healing. It's your faith that brings forth deliverance. It's your faith that brings forth proof to this world that our God is not dead, that he is not some graven image, that he is not a figment of our imagination, but he is alive and he lives in every one of us. Somebody give him praise tonight if you believe it. Woo! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are not seen were not made with things which do not appear. 
miracle which do appear by faith. Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. By which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts. And by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death. And was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation he had this testimony. That he pleased God. But without faith it is impossible to please him. If you don't have faith your door is going to stay shut. If you don't have faith, you're not going to be pleasing in the eyes of God. You've got to keep your faith strengthened. And where does faith come? By the hearing of the word. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteous, which is by faith. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should have to receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the with him of the same promise for he looked for a city which hath foundations whose builder and maker is God through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised therefore sprang there even of one and him as good as dead so many as the stars of the sky in multitude and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable these all died in faith not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from which they came out, they might have had an opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city hallelujah by faith Abraham when he was tried offered up Isaac and he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead from whence also he received him in a figure by faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come by faith Jacob when he was a dying blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshipped leaning upon the top of his staff by faith Joseph when he died made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones by faith Moses when he was born was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandments by faith Moses when he was come to years refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season esteeming the reproach of Christ greater than riches than the treasures in Egypt. Hallelujah. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt not fearing the wrath of the king for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith he kept of the Passover and the sprinkling of the blood lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch him. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land which the Egyptians assaying to go were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. By faith the harlot Rahab perished 
not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah, of David also and Samuel and of the prophets who through faith subdued the kingdom's wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of the lions, quenched the violence of the fire, escaped the edge of the sword, of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. My God, waxed valiant in fight and turned to flight the armies of the aliens. They waxed valiant in fight and they turned to flight the armies of the aliens. You want to run the devil out of your house? Get some faith in your spirit. Arise in the army of God and send to flight every devil from hell that would try to come your way. Hold fast to the foot of the cross. Hold fast to the very word that God has given you and send the devil packing. Women receiving their dead raised to life again. And others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel markings and scourgings. Yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And these all having obtained a good report through faith receive not the promise God having provided some better thing for us that they without us should not be made perfect why would you read all that brother Adrian because somebody in here if you would just hear the word your faith just got strengthened if you heard just one word or one scripture, your faith just became stronger. If you heard one thing out of there today, your word or your faith was strengthened by the word of Almighty God. You want your access granted today? It's time to start walking by faith. Be justified by faith. Receive access by faith. And start living a lifestyle of faith that will bring forth hope. There's an old song as I get ready to finish. That I came across. Sister Ronnie Yoakum sings it. Jeremiah Yoakum's mother. And it's an old Dottie Rambo song. And if you look it up on YouTube. It's an old record being played. But it sings like this. I have hope of a land that's better. I have hope when the soul lives on. I have hope that the sun shines brighter. In that land. Walking by faith I'll reach my goal. Over the hills see the lights of home. My crown isn't won. My race isn't run. But I have hope. Oh, I have hope of a land that's better. I have hope that my soul lives on. I have hope that the sun shines brighter in that land. Oh, walking by faith, I'll reach my goal. Over the hills, see the lights of home. My crown isn't won. My race isn't run, but I have hope. Oh, walking in the gospel light that shines. Careful as I go step at a time, clinging to a prayer and holding to hands that I can't see. Oh, listening for the master's voice to say, come a little higher to the land of day. Standing on the promises gives me confidence and I have hope. I have hope. Oh, I have hope that 
that my soul lives on. I, I have hope that the sun shines brighter in that land. Oh, walking my faith, I reach my goal. Over the hill, I see the lights of home. My crown isn't won, my race isn't run, but I have hope. There's nothing to keep me down here below. My eyes are fixed on mansions bright in glory land. Oh, now if you want to make it to the pearly gate, turn to the right, keep going straight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We'll meet again because I have hope. Oh, well, I have hope of a land that's better. I have hope that my soul lives on. I have hope. The sun shines brighter in that land. Oh, walking my faith, I'll reach my goal. Over the hill, I'll see the lights of home. My crown isn't won, my race isn't won, but I have hope. Oh, I have hope of a land that's better. I have hope when the soul lives on. I have hope that the sun shines brighter in that land. Oh, walking by faith, I'll reach my goal. Over the hill, see the lights of home. My crown isn't won, my race isn't run, but I have hope. Oh, walking in the gospel, light this shines. Careful as I go, one step at a time. Clinging to a prayer and holding to hands, I cannot see. Oh, listen for the master's voice to Let their faith be. 
be increased to step into the place that the enemy's trying to keep them out of. God, give them faith to step forward into the promises, to step forward into the hope, to step past God, the locked door that may be in their way, the brick wall that may stand before them. God, grant them access into the place that you've called them to. Join us next Monday for part two of Access Denied. We pray that you have a blessed week.